Let's get creative with Fizzy Labs Innovation Accelerator, the show that's designed to push your confidence, communication, and collaboration to the max. Through creativity and entrepreneurship, well, let's set your imagination loose and dive into the idea factory with Innovation Accelerator, presented by Fizzy Labs. For more information, go to fizzylabs.com. That's F I Z E Labs.com. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 TheBronc.com, proudly ranked the best college radio station in New Jersey by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Live from the Killarney's Public House studios, we welcome you back to the Fizzy Labs Innovation Accelerator. Guys, I mean, you not only need to catch up our audience, you frankly need to catch me up. The last we connected together, even as a family, I think was somewhere over Chicago um, over the last couple of days where I was finally making it back home after a month and you guys were heading to where? Well, we, there are a lot of places. And many, many Tennessee. Places. Tennessee. Yeah. You were in Tampa first. Ta- yeah, mm-hmm. Tampa. A whole bunch like of places. Tampa, Tennessee, Idaho. We were speaking all over the place. It's so much fun. Oh, you were speaking. So this wasn't just yeah. like social time no. hanging oh, out. No. Like you're actually working, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the fizzy team socializing. <laughs> <laughs> Work hard, play harder, right? Exactly. Oh, fantastic. So speaking, what, what, what were the speaking kind of were there like topics? What was the audience's like? Like, where were the venues? Like, so for two out of the three of them, for Tennessee and Idaho, we were actually speaking at invention conventions. So kind of like what what we're doing here in New Jersey, where uh, kids get to come up with awesome inventions and then they get to present them in like a science fair-esque way. What we did is we went over to those invention conventions and we talked about our story and we inspired them to go and take their inventions to the next level. So this is kind of connected to the whole STEMI Henry Ford Museum experience that, that you've been able to network with and be and be able to bring invention convention to more kids here in New Jersey. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. That's really phenomenal. So you got to see how those programs are running in other communities around the country, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and then the first one for Tampa, it was Tampa Startup Week, yeah, right? Yeah, Tampa Tech Startup Week, where we got to talk with a bunch of other startups and entrepreneurs that are like like-minded individuals like us, and we got to say the same stuff that we were talking about in the our bench mentions, right, Heidi? Yeah, and we're really helping them figure out what their next step is on their products to help inspire them even more to continue what they're doing and being creative. So wait a minute, Heidi, you got to back up a little bit here <laughs> for me because you know I got a small brain oh, okay. and it doesn't move as fast as most of the you know human population, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So what I heard was there were at least three different speaking engagements on your national tour over the last few weeks here, and two of them were with youth, like you guys. But this Tampa Tech Startup Week, this sounds like this was this was bona fide, professional, grown-up versions of kids that literally have their own business startups in one form or another. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. How did that feel? You were out there talking with adults and sharing your ideas and inspiration of how to create businesses from their own ideas? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I got to be speaking to adults, people that were older than me. And then like the next day, I got to be speaking to kids and tell them, yeah, it's okay to be speaking and encouraging adults to do things that you're doing. Show them how inspiring you are. And it was just such an amazing experience to be a part of and to be able to tell all these adults what we're doing it was just amazing you weren't scared no i was i was kind of scared (laughs) 
I don't know how many countless times I've said on this show that I'm kind of an introvert, right? But So speaking in front of kids is one thing, but going in front of actual business professionals that are trained and have actual degrees and stuff, that's just crazy. It's a whole nother level. And to be able to do that and get over my fear, that's amazing. Well, you know what, Joey? <laughs> Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Because, you know, it is a constant challenge throughout life, no matter what we choose to do. Startup, right? Um, job, no matter what the pathways are. Maintaining that humility and that recognition that, you know, I am no different than everyone else around me. I'm just here to share my thoughts, my ideas. And if I'm brave enough to stand up and do that, who knows who I'm going to meet out of that and who knows what we can accomplish together. So that is beautiful. Don't lose sight of that. Fantastic. Well, you know, today we're going to invite a special guest here to, to join us and somebody that we've had the pleasure of being able to get to know and get to work with on a on a variety of really incredible ideas and quite frankly we're just grateful that he's as nutty as we are to be willing to get involved in some of our fizzy labs craziness right heidi yeah so um i'd like to introduce doug baldwin doug baldwin is a senior librarian with nine years experience working in a variety of roles in public libraries right here in New Jersey. His experiences include working for large, medium, and small size libraries as an adult services librarian, systems administrator, and emerging technologies librarian. I gotta tell you, anything that has to happen inside or outside of a library, this man knows how to orchestrate and make it happen in the blink of an eye. I've seen it firsthand. But you know, he's also had opportunities to take on several other leadership roles both within the New Jersey Libraries Association, Library Link New Jersey, and one of the most exciting areas we've all connected on together many times, guys. Doug serves as president of New Jersey Makers Day, the board of trustees. So with that, we'd like to welcome you, Doug. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, guys. And, uh, thanks. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I do apologize. I'm literally traveling here on the highways of uh, New Jersey here on 287, so it's cutting a bit in and out, but I am going to do my best here. Doug, we almost wouldn't have it any other way. We were literally <laughs> going to have me web conference in from my phone in, I think it was Madrid or something two weeks ago. It's really hard for me to even keep up all the places that we're landed. So we get it, and we'll, and we'll work through the technology, and we'll always have more opportunities to be able to, to chat. But uh, Sounds good. yeah, so listen, why don't you catch us up on what's going on with New Jersey Makers Day these days? So yeah, we're, uh, I guess, just about two and a half to three weeks out. Uh, Makers Day is the uh, 22nd and 23rd of March here in New Jersey, and we're really excited this year. We've all, we've sort of seen a little bit of a renaissance from last year. Um, we have over 300 locations that are participating so far this year. Um, you know, it's it's really been fantastic. We have a lot of great sort of partnerships, and in, you know, including working with you guys and doing some of our training this year. And um, we're really looking forward to just really showcasing the, the maker movement and sort of all that is STEM here in New Jersey. So, so Doug, before you go any further about, um, you know, maker movement, can you give us a little idea of, for our audience who doesn't know what it's all about? What is Maker's Day? What is the maker movement? What is it all about? Sure. So I, I guess let's go first and then <laughs> I guess last and then first. So really the the maker movement has really been defined in a couple of different ways but the way that i sort of look at it is really sort of a set of values around um around really taking your ideas and creating things and that can really be anything from art to technology to science to you know really sort of any kind of applied you know learning it's it's really about taking your ideas taking your creativity taking your passions 
and making something physical or digital from them. And so it really sort of has a wide scope. But within that scope, um, what I think sort of stands the maker movement apart from sort of just making things per se is really sort of these set of values that's around it. So things like, you know, trial and error, iteration, prototyping, you know, learning from your mistakes, mistakes, really not being mistakes at all, but really just being an end to a means, you know, sort of this thing, you know, sort of failure as one part of the process to getting to where you want to go, you know, things like perpetual beta, you know, sort of all these different concepts that that sort of roll into, um, you know, really this idea of you're sort of continually trying to get to this point where you've sort of created this thing that you're, you know, really passionate about. And so I, I know it sounds very nebulous. <laughs> But, I mean, that's how, sort of how I see it. So, so, Doug, that means then anyone can be part of the maker movement, anyone that has an idea, anyone that can ideate, anyone that wants to create something, regardless of what it is, can be part of the maker movement. Is that right? Absolutely. And, and they really are. Maybe just don't even know it yet. You know, we hear labels and we sort of hear acronyms for things. And, you know, this is for everyone. This is for all ages. This is for all types of people. This is for all types of creation. That's amazing. So um, what we're going to do on the next segment, I, I really want to deep dive into uh, the Makers Movement and Makers Day itself and where we can get attached to that. We'll be right back on 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, live from the Killarney Public House Studios. It's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. You better grab your thinking caps, because we're back with Innovation Accelerator. 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com, live from the Killarney's Public House Studios. And we're back with Doug Baldwin. Doug was just talking about um, the Makers Movement and Makers Day. Doug, I just want to recap a little bit for our audience just the importance of, of the Makers Movement, how there, if there's no age barrier, there's no boundaries, it's just all about creativity and brainstorming. Can you work together with people when you do you know, Makers Movement? Is there spaces to collaborate together? Um, ab absolutely. And, you know, the really sort of interesting thing about the movement, really not only here, but really nationwide and, and globally, is that it's happening in all types of different places. So whether it's um, spaces within schools and colleges and universities to what they really refer to as um, maker spaces, which are places where people can go and get access to tools and create things on their own. Um, obviously, in libraries, um, you know, makerspaces have been popping up for years now. And we have many of them here in New Jersey. There's all kinds of, you know, both public and institutional opportunities to get access to, you know, tools and resources to be able to sort of bring your creativity to life. So, Doug, you know what? I, I really love makerspaces. I love them being in libraries. It's a great community for families to go to experience a makerspace um, in a great environment, but they can also go and get information you know that's what the library is all about you know you have people there they can talk to you can do research there um, tell us a little bit for our, our audience who's never been to a maker space what are some things you can find in a maker space sure so it's really a wide a wide variety and I think what's really cool about you know even just sort of looking at a survey of what's going on in New Jersey libraries 
is that they're really, in some ways, really can be distinct and unique. Um, you know, examples of different things you might find are uh, 3D printers. Uh, you might find hand tools, different types of robotics kits if you want to learn to code, sewing machines, uh, different types of cutters if you want to cut vinyl or paper, various different types of hand tools. I, I know in our makerspace here in Piscataway, we have we have different types of saws. We have miter saws and we have um, table saws and things of that nature. Some makerspaces uh, have you know some higher level Level equipment like laser cutters and, and mills, which can cut on different angles and axes. Um, some might have supplies and materials to make different types of jewelry and different types of crafts, things of that nature. So, you know, while a lot of them have do might have a STEM focus, not all of them do, and that's perfectly okay. That's all sort of fits under the umbrella. But you know what's exciting is you can incorporate a lot of those things together. So if there are robotics, you can then bring it into something with sewing or the crafts, and you could create a prototype of something that embodies both of them. And so you're not limited just to one set. You know, you're not just doing 3D printing. You're going in and you're creating something from a whole bunch of industries. Yeah, for example, in my school, what we're doing right now in my programming class is we're taking these Arduinos along with some sewing, like a conductive thread, and we're creating, and we're working with the dance team to create a little light show for their dance routine, which is really cool. We're working in Java as well, like in the Arduino program, and it's gonna be really cool. I'm really excited about it. So, so Doug, how long has the maker movement, how long has it been around? So the maker movement, I'd say I, I would be willing to argue and say it's, it's been around, you know, really as long as people were working in their garages and sort of tinkering with radios or, you know, working with tools or, you know, sort of dad is, is working on this, you know, electronics project or even working on his car. Um, I would venture to say that really sort of this organized maker movement, which has really tried to push a lot of that sort of out of the sort of periphery and into the fore, has really probably happened over the last 15 years or so. Um, a lot of it does have to do with, um, you know, Make Magazine um, coming out with their publication uh, years back and sort of trying to bring this stuff to, you know, to everybody. Um, a lot of it has been the exorbitant price drops in different types of equipment that people didn't necessarily have access to, um, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. So there's been sort of this confluence that's been happening that is really just about providing much wider access to these different tools and resources and then just, you know, how it's permeated education too, uh, you know, as Joey just mentioned, some of the stuff he's doing in school. So, um, you know, really saw a lot of all that, all that stuff coming together at the same time. That's amazing. You know, I do have a question for you. You could speak about the libraries in New Jersey. Is there a cost for people to go into a maker space in a library Good to question. use their product, you know, to use the tools and things like that? For the most part, no. For the most part, uh, library maker spaces um, are offered uh, free to um, whether it's patrons of that particular library area or um, generally speaking for really any resident. Um, there might be some costs associated with consumable supplies if, if those are part of any particular project you're making. But generally speaking, the tools themselves usually are coming at no cost. That's amazing. And do you offer guidance on certain products? Like, I mean, on certain tools, maybe if I went in there and I didn't know how to use a laser cutter or the 3D printer, is there someone there at the library that can help me? Oh, absolutely. Um, so most libraries approach their makerspace as sort of an extension of 
you know, really what their core mission has always been, and that's to provide, you know, information services and assistance to anybody that visits us. That's obviously expanded to being able to provide educational opportunities as well. So it all sort of falls under those auspices. So uh, most libraries that have makerspaces have one or more, you know, people on staff that are ready to help to, you know, be able to operate equipment that, you know, might be a little more difficult to use. Um, a lot of libraries, just like ours, will offer classes that support that equipment. So you come in, you take a couple classes, you learn how to use it, and then you come during the open hours to, you know, sort of continue to work on, you know, projects that you you know you might have more of an interest in that's honestly so cool to be able to go into a facility for free and work on whatever you want and even if you don't know how to use certain materials you could take classes like you're saying and eventually come up with like a finished product that you could show off at maker at maker's day that's like amazing i love that no absolutely we have we have a small group of sewers that have been coming for the last several months they come to our classes they come to our makerspace and you know they wear the stuff that they make they're very proud of it and i can, and I can tell what they've made when they walk into the library and then they have no problem letting people know where they made it, which is fantastic. You know, that's free publicity for us and we'll take it. Yeah, oh, that's so fun. <laughs> so, you know, Doug, I, I want to hear some more about Maker's Day, New Jersey Maker's Day. What is New Jersey Maker Day? What is that all about? What would we see there? Well, if we would go, what would we see? Well, first, let's get the history of it and then you can tell me what I'm going to okay. say. <laughs> Sure. So in a nutshell, uh, New Jersey Makers Day is a two-day showcase and sort of highlight of all the different types of STEM and maker opportunities that are available uh, to New Jersey residents. So it's organized around different locations at the community level that are providing different events and open experiences for people to come and take part in. Um, as far as our origin story, we're five years old, so uh, we're just getting ready to go into kindergarten, I suppose. Um, <laughs> however, five, five years ago is really when I, I started working at my library in my makerspace. And, you know, I started becoming aware of all these sort of disparate organizations, including libraries that were doing these kinds of things. And it just, you know, I, I just thought, like, wouldn't it be cool if we were all sort of doing it around the same time or on the same day and really try to sort of web that network together and really sort of make this, you know, try to make this powerful statement about what's going on here. So I approached Library Link NJ, which is a statewide library consortium. They provide different services for libraries statewide. And they had just been funding um, several libraries to seed makerspaces there. So I knew that they were sort of, you know, behind these kinds of things. I said, you know, basically, wouldn't it be cool if? And they said, yeah, that does sound kind of cool. Would you guys want to put something together as a project yourselves or do you want us to sort of do it? And we said, okay, you know, yeah, we'll get behind it. We'll try to put this together as a project. So we got a really core team together, most of which is fortunately still with us today. And we put this project proposal together. We got approved for two years of funding and that's really how Maker's Day started, you know, and we hit the ground running trying to reach out to organizations to get them involved and say, hey, would you like to be involved in this thing? And we had no idea the kind of response we would get and it was fantastic. Oh, um, Doug, that is so fantastic to hear. We, on our next uh, part, we're going to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, let's really talk about what we could see on New Jersey Maker Day. What are some things that we'll experience? So we'll be right back, 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 The Bronx. Live from the Killarney's It's Public not just House about studio. ideas, it's about making ideas happen. You better grab your thinking caps because we're back with Innovation Accelerator. 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The 
live from the Killarney's Public House Studios. So Doug, thanks again for joining us and talking about New Jersey Maker Day and the Makers Movement. Uh, where we would like to talk more about New Jersey's Makers Day. Uh, when is it? And what to expect? What do we see? Who should attend? Things like that. Sure. So New Jersey Makers Day this year is um, it, it's a two-day event. It's March 20, Friday, March 22nd, and Saturday, March 23rd. Um, as, as I think I mentioned before, we have more. We have just about 300 uh, participating locations um, that will take, be taking part in that. Um, a lot of those locations are in schools, so, so some of those are specifically events that are for student body at those schools only. However, I'd say 80% uh, of our participating locations are either open to the public or both free and open to the public. So there's something for everyone. We're in pretty much we're 20 and 21 counties pretty much everywhere is there a website you know, we can go to 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 look up to see where where we can yeah find? with 300 locations i mean clearly like there nobody has an excuse anywhere in new jersey you cannot miss being a part of new jersey makers day we just need to be able to show them how to find those locations absolutely so if you go to njmakersday.org good that's our website you can click on the link that says events and then there's a menu tab that says locations. And what you'll get is an interactive map with all 300 locations mapped on there. You can filter by county, you can filter by city, and you can get information about each organization. Um, we've added a new filter, in fact, that shows which events are free, are not necessarily free, but open to the public. So you can filter out which ones um, you can just sort of go to and walk into, which ones are sort of, um, you know, just for those institutions. And we do have a special filter up there now for our partnership with Girls Who Code. So you can see where, um, you know, if you're interested in seeing a showcase from Girls Who Code, we have 10 locations where you can go and take part in that as well. So, Wow, if I'm um, hearing correctly, Doug, NJ Makers Day is like achieving TEDx kind of status here. Like there's some inside events and then there's like the public events. This is, this is really cool stuff. This is really growing big time. Absolutely. And we're really trying to get lots of different types of organizations on board, and we're doing better and better each year. I mean, our, our sort of big fish this year was getting uh, Liberty Science Center to be a participant. So wow. there's going to be a, a huge event at the Liberty Science Center that That's Saturday. Cool. So if you're, in, if you're in that area, definitely you, know, you can check it out. They're going to be doing a, a big maker fair there as part of New Jersey Makers Day. Oh, that sounds um, great. We, yeah, we, we just, you know, we have really fantastic organizations, you know, up, <laughs> up and down the turnpike up and down the highway give wherever us, you are give us that website again so everyone can write it down and look up their look the next location they can go to sure it's njmakersday.org perfect so it's njmakersday.org n-j-m-a-k-e-r-s-d-a-y.org is that right did i get that right Laura? you got it <laughs> all right thank you for saving me on that so with all of this awesomeness and the continued growth and the way that we've been able to collaborate all together with, with uh, you, Doug, and, and Makers Day, it just begs the question, like, what else can we do to be able to help make this continue to grow, you know, the movement expand, reach as many of our youth throughout the state as possible? What are some of the new things that we, we've been looking at possibly being able to do? So um, I would say, you know, 
definitely one of our big things, you know, right now is really just trying to, you know, we're really making a sort of conscious push and effort to really try to get out this public information to let people know that these, you know, that these events are going on. You know, a lot of people that are visiting these organizations may already know because they're receiving emails or other types of promotional materials, but we're really trying our best to really get that push out to as many New Jersey residents as possible. What I was going to mention, you know, sort of on the other side of that coin is, you know, we don't feel like we're really done yet here okay. as far as the organization are concerned. I mean, 300 is a pretty big number even for us. However, we I think we've really just scratched the surface of the types of organizations that we think um, are in our communities that are doing this kind of thing or that are interested in doing this kind of thing that can really get involved. So, you know, we've got, you know, all kinds of out-of-school organizations doing after-school programs, your YMCAs, your, you know, Europe, you know, different preschool and after-school programs. Places um, like Fizzy Labs do, does a lot of uh, events and activities with, right? It sounds like there's absolutely. more synergy there, um, just in in the in the areas that we've been able to kind of work in independently, that we can help bring those audiences together, right? A absolutely, it's you know, it's really about letting these organizations know that this is for you. We're, you know, you can be a part of this. It doesn't it doesn't take a lot, but the impact that you can have can be huge. And that's really the key for us is really, you know, the many stories that we've heard about the impact and the things that we've had organizations be able to do as a catalyst being involved in New Jersey Makers Day, which is always something that brightens my day. So tell us a little bit about for the benefit of all those people that we want to reach next, right? Those next activators that can really help move this into their communities and environments. How what 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 can would they expect to see if they're gonna they're gonna step in on Friday or Saturday to one of those public events they find at njmakersday.org? What what kind of awesome stuff will they be able to see and experience? Oh well, I mean, this is the really cool part about Makers Day is that. Um, you know, really, there's going to be so much going on at different sites, and everybody sort of ha is able to sort of take on their own sort of local flavor and and sort of um, you know local piece you know to this thing. It's really very community reflective. So you know, you may go into you know you may go into one smaller site, and you may be able to have your children participate in a STEM story time and and sort of have a you know a, a science you know learning experience through that and doing you know some kind of experiment STEM but you may story also walk time in. that's a, that's yeah. an interesting thing guys you should make a little note of this i don't know if this is public knowledge yet is can, can i mention the little project you guys are working on there is actually an invention mysteries book series that that joey and idr oh. are launching and i think there just might be a, another point of connection there so mm. let's let's remember that yeah. go ahead doug can keep going what what more Defin awesomeness can people expect to see and experience? Definitely. So you may go to a site and you may see, you know, the local robotics team is demonstrating their, you know, one of their competition robots. You'll definitely get to do sort of a lot of hands-on activities from, you know, making slime or you may be making an oscilloscope or a crystal radio. Um, we've had uh, locations that have had presenters come in and, and talk about things from historical weaponry to sort of different types of art forms in prehistoric times. Um, you know, we have places like the Museum of Early Trades and Crafts that are going to be doing hands-on activities that's more, you know, more in line with their mission. Really, you may, you know, be working with the Arduino. You may be working with Microbits, which are another version of microcontroller. You may be doing coding workshops. You may be doing, you know, sort of group projects. So... Um, you know, making a, a town quilt where you make, you know, each person gets to make a part of the quilt and then it's sewn together. 
or you know a version of your town made out of toilet tissue rolls and cardboard and things like that it really runs the gamut of different types of activities but the you know the really sort of core at it is that you're going to be hands-on you're going to be doing something this is not passive in any way, shape, or form. This is absolutely active, and you should be ready to engage, engage with your neighbors, engage with your friends, learn, explore, and really just have a lot of fun. Wow, I mean, I love the idea once I heard the word slime. Yeah, I think you totally <laughs> had Heidi at slime. How many projects have you done just in the slime space, Heidi? Oh, a lot, and I may have ruined our table. <laughs> yes, countless <laughs> times. You cannot confirm nor deny that at this present time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I heard like the, the art history and getting to even exploring the, the areas of prehistoric art, yet another area of particular passion for Laura, right? Absolutely. I, you know, prehistoric art is the foundation of storytelling. So let's go back and revisit it. So it, what's really fascinating in, in what you're describing for the experiences of New Jersey Makers Day, right? Yes, there's a STEM element and that is very important, but it can't stand by itself. We need creativity. We need the artist to align along with those that are, are structure-oriented thinking and bring all of those best skills together is how we kind of take things that can be functional and make them just like awesome. That just reminds me of something a certain person at NASA said, right, Heidi? No, ab ab absolutely. This this is you know very much as much as it, it as it can be about learning. It's as much about expression and creativity, and you know and how to possibly even meld those two together into something really unique and fantastic. Joey, you were just saying something to, to Heidi with respect to uh, a, a memory that I think what Doug had said triggered. Yeah, exactly. Heidi, can you talk a little bit more about like how um, you need more than just engineers and artists to create something awesome? Yeah, sure. Did you ever meet somebody somewhere who said something like that to you? Mm, yeah, maybe someone at NASA. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And so we got at NASA, we showed all our games, and they said that they need more than just engineers. The engineers, they need artists, they need creative people to help them build up. And, and that other E too, those entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, the entrepreneurs are a big part of it. Yeah, it sounds like Maker's Day is fulfilling this philosophy, right? That is yeah. fantastic. Okay, so we'll be right back on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. Live from the Columbia. It's not just about ideas. It's about making ideas happen. You better grab your thinking caps because we're back with Innovation Accelerator. 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7thebronc.com. Live from the Killarney's Public House Studios. We're back on the Innovation Accelerator by Fizzy Labs. So, guys, we're just uh, talking to, to Doug here, right, about the New Jersey Makers Day and all the awesome stuff that is coming up. And we heard from Doug that anyone that wants to find one of the 300 locations that are actively participating in New Jersey Makers Day this year on Friday, March 22nd and Saturday, March 23rd, they can visit the website at www.njmakersday.org, N-J-M-A-K-E-R-S-D-A-Y.org. And over on the events tab, they'll, they'll find a map that's fully searchable, filterable. They can find all kinds of awesome events and be able to find the one that's going to be just perfect for them to visit, right? Did yes. I get that right, Doug? I want to make sure. I might have messed that oh. up. Oh, no, no, you got you got it. Okay. Sorry, Everybody was looking at me with, like, googly eyes here in the studio. So I was just like, all right, you might have just done a bad thing. So, okay, all right, cool. I got it. Awesome. So, you know, moving forward, I can't imagine that Maker's Day just happens and then it's sort of done, right? Um, it probably, with something as big like this and growing the way it is, 
you're already probably working on 2020, the moment that 2019 Maker's Day ends. Do I have that about right, or do you get to go, uh, you know, have a fruity beverage and sit by the pool for a while? Mm, fruity beverage. No, I mean, I'll, I'll probably do that at some point, but yeah, generally speaking, no. It's, it's really, I mean, the project itself is really year-round. You know, we're incorporated nonprofit, so, you know, we're meeting monthly. We're, you know, discussing, you know, anything from fundraising to how to get the word out. You know, we're actually are, you know, we're going to be looking to take on different sort of projects in what we call our off-season, which is sort of April to, you know, April to August. So we got some things in the pike we're working on. We're actually, you know, currently partnering with the Newark Museum and New Jersey State Library on the Leap into Science Initiative, which is a three-year uh, NSF grant to bring science and literacy-based education to uh, rural and underserved populations. So, Doug, NSF uh, is the national. Is that the National Science Foundation? Is that's that right? the National Science Foundation? Yes, sir. Wow! So that is a pretty phenomenal grant that you guys were able to uh, earn and bring into New Jersey. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, we were one of the pilot states, so we uh, we got you know us and six other states uh, were the first ones to do it. These second cohort of states were just trained, so it's going to be spreading you know nationwide. We had 90 educators trained last year. Um, there's been Leap into Science, you know, programs going on in communities around New Jersey. So, you know, beyond the, the two-day event itself, you know, we're, we're sort of working on these other projects, which is really sort of all under our main goal of, you know, bringing STEM and making and, and sort of these learning opportunities to, you know, residents around New Jersey. And we really thank you for bringing Fizzy Labs into that environment, too. We've done programs with you, Doug, that hands down are just so much fun and, and it really contributes to the community. So thank you for always, you know, bringing in Fizzy Labs to your wonderful ideas and adventures. Oh, no, we, we appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate you and, and all of our partners that sort of buy into our crazy vision of trying to, you know, do this thing in New Jersey. So we appreciate that. Hey, you know, Heidi, I remember I was just reflecting back while we were talking about that and uh, going down memory lane a bit. And I remember the very first New Jersey Makers Day that we participated in. Could you describe a little bit about the part of the exhibit that, that you had run on that first one and what a unique experience it was? Because it really kind of stood out from what at the time maybe anybody might have expected to see in a STEM type oriented event. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of creativity in the room. It was super exciting to see everyone creating and collaborating together. And I believe, I'm not sure. Okay, well, so let me let me just put that in there. There's the sunflowers, right? Yeah, so we had to eat over a hundred <laughs> eggs because Heidi oh, had this yeah. amazing idea where she wanted everyone to be do it organically natural, and so you could use an eggshell, right, Heidi? Yeah. So oh, well, an egg vessel. So you take out the egg itself. Yeah. So we took out the egg, and then we had to fill the egg with soil, and then we had people come up, and then they would plant their seeds inside the soil, inside of the egg, and then they were able to take it home, and they would have a sunflower. Yeah, so prior to all that egging fun, we had to actually clean the eggs, yeah, get the egg was, yolk. it was, wow. We had a lot of scrambled eggs. Not to mention the sunflowers <laughs> were gigantic. I think, what were they, about 11 feet tall when they finally <laughs> were done growing? We were getting, like, pictures of these huge sunflowers. Absolutely, they were fun. They were, like, bigger than your house. They were massive. It was crazy, you The know? cool thing is, you guys could do it too. Yeah. That's exactly what everybody was like. It was fascinating, wasn't it? To see how many people were really excited to come on up to that table and realize that, you know, the thought of innovation and creativity, it's not just about building new things with electronic devices, right? 
It's about rethinking literally everything and how we accomplish everything we accomplish. You know, guys, recently I got to go out to a restaurant while I was out on a business trip. And, you know, ordinarily not a detail guy. I might Mm -hmm. not look past the menu in front of my face. Right. But there happened to be these really cool lights uh, on the wall that drew my attention. And the lights were in these. uh, It was probably glass kind of tanks that were maybe about 10 inches tall and maybe about eight inches deep. And they went the whole length of the wall. And in those tanks, they were growing. I don't know if I have the word right, Doug. Heidi, you guys are going to have to correct me. But hydroponics. They were literally yep. growing the lettuce that they were utilizing in the salads that I was eating right there on the wall inside the restaurant. And it was like, oh, my God. And that was just a taste of what I felt Heidi was delivering that day to show people you can rethink the way that we the way that we do everything. Right. Even including our, our food and the way we grow it to be able to, to consume it. And I think, you know, when I when I see experiences like that, I think about the whole spirit of why Fizzy Labs has created the Innovation Accelerator and the whole concept around it. It really gives us a chance to be able to help everyone rethink the norms. And, you know, Doug, um, we're, we're super grateful for every chance we get to be able to collaborate with you, New Jersey Makers Day, the Newark Library, and, you know, these bigger, greater ways of being able to just help open more people's minds on where the possibilities really are. And um, uh, coming up in our next show, we're going to have a unique opportunity to be able to uh, explore a little bit more deeply the Fizzy Labs relationship with our very own Ryder University. Um, our, our, we're going to have a special guest with us, Dr. Ron Cook, who literally has put Ryder University on the national map when it comes to entrepreneurship and, and innovation education and the things that he's been able to help support, to, to inspire and support collectively with with you guys here with fizzy labs is just absolutely incredible this very radio show is just among the many you know innovations that that he's helped really be able to move forward with us right so doug we want to thank you for joining us today it's been really fantastic to be able to reconnect and really help get that story shared Um, we will be at a makers uh makers day new jersey makers day program we're not sure which one so we're just going to pop in so hopefully we can see all of our you know audiences that are listening to us that's going to be the problem can we get all these 300 simulcast somehow can we like figure (laughs) out how to get them all on one big screen so i could just get a bucket of popcorn and watch from a gymnasium (laughs) That 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 may be another project. I feel like (laughs) I want a Sunday ticket, right, Joey? Yeah, Sunday ticket, exactly, like Directv style. I just feel like I'm gonna miss something, right? Well, it's funny because people have told me that they they, they've done sort of a bar crawl version of New Jersey Makers Day, (laughs) and they just make it around to different locations and you know sort of put together swag pieces and stuff. So I like that. This is sounding awesome, and we need to configure a GoPro experience to go with that. We're gonna totally. There you go. Follow around this whole thing, and that—that's live stream in the making. Doug, on your just real quick, Doug, do, on your website, do you have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all on there, so everyone can connect socially with you? Absolutely, Great. all the all the logos are on there. They can just click and they awesome. can follow us. They can like us and do all that cool stuff on social media. Absolutely. Perfect. So NJMakersDay.org, everyone. Yeah. 
Okay, so this is the Innovation Accelerator brought to you by PhysiLabs.com, F-I-Z-Z-E-L-A-B-S.com on 1077thebronc and 1077thebronc.com. Well, that's it for this week's brainstorm. Let your idea factory rest and let it do its thing for next week. In the meantime, stay creative and stay tuned every Saturday at 11 a.m. to Innovation Accelerator, presented by PhysiLabs. For more information, go to PhysiLabs.com. That's F-I-Z-Z-E-Labs.com. Only on 1077 The Bronx.